Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive, high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today, I got JT with me, and he is with Home Franchise Concepts. Welcome, JT. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, before we get too far into things, tell us about Home Franchise Concepts. Uh, what are your brands, and who do you serve? Sure, be happy to. Uh, at Home Franchise Concepts, we have four brands, actually. Um, Budget Blinds, uh, which is a custom window covering supplier, one of the largest uh, in the country. And basically what they do is go out to customers and provide custom window solutions, both residentially and commercially for them. Uh, we have another brand called Tailored Living, which does custom organization, both residentially and commercially in homes uh, for closets, garages, any other kind of storage and organization that you need. Uh, we have a third brand called Concrete Craft, which does decorative concrete overlays, staining, uh, that kind of thing. And then our fourth brand is called Advanaclean, which does uh, restoration services, mold, remediation, water damage, that sort of thing. So um, let's talk uh, maybe one at a time. Let's start with Budget Blinds. Um, tell me about that in terms of the growth of the brand. Sure. So the brand got started uh, from uh, at scratch by five guys back in 1993 that uh, pulled together a little bit of money to get it going and uh, found that they they really hit a home run with the idea that they could go to the customer as opposed to the customer coming to their store uh, and that sort of thing. And the business started uh, here in Orange County. The year that Orange County went bankrupt, which wasn't a great time to get it started, but uh, they built the business organically over the years. And today we've got uh, over 1,250 franchise territories in the U.S. and Canada, and we're the largest custom window covering company uh, in both of those countries. So now, as uh, an organization, Home Franchise Concepts, is the thinking as you grow that organization to have complementary services so that once you have that, you know, you do the hard part of the customer acquisition, that you have a variety of things to sell them? Yes, the the objective is eventually to really own the home as best we can. Um, certainly, we understand how to position our franchisees to attract clients in their communities and to build a community-based business where they're the trusted brand uh, for that. And certainly, once we've earned that customer's respect and trust, uh, we want to be able to deliver a number of different options for them um, as we continue to grow the business. And that's certainly the objective down the road is to continue to add additional brands and services uh, so that we can continue to provide for the, our customers and their communities. So now from a franchisee standpoint, when a franchisee um, kind of uh, joins the team and say they're a budget blinds franchisee, are they kind of made aware that, hey, there's other complimentary things that, that might be attractive to you as well? Or do you, do you prefer them to have multiple budget blinds and then stay kind of vertical? That's a great question. And uh, I would say 
we prefer our franchisees to work together uh, in a local marketplace. And so it's not unusual for our franchisees, for example, to come together and do a joint home show booth where maybe uh, a customer is attracted to the booth because they need window coverings and they end up leaving with an appointment to do their garage cabinets or flooring as well or something along those lines. But we have found over the years that it's easier for a franchisee to grow their business horizontally in terms of adding additional uh, budget blinds territories, for example, to their mix versus going vertically and getting uh, additional concepts. This gets a little harder when you start uh, splitting your focus between different um, products and services. So it's easier for them to work together than it is for them to separate. But we do have probably uh, 12 or 13 of our franchise owners that do own multiple variations of our, of our different brands. So now uh, we talked a little bit about budget blinds. Let's talk about tailored living. Um, how exactly did that come about? So once we had budget blinds pretty much up and running uh, in 2006, uh, right on the eve of the recession, which was great timing on our part, we decided that it was time to get into uh, our next franchise model. And we had our eye on the custom organization, the home organization space for quite some time. And uh, we decided to, to launch into that business with the business called Closet Tailors at the time. Uh, that business has evolved over the years. Uh, we acquired a company called Premier Garage so that we can become the whole home leaders and organizations. So not only can we do everything inside from home offices to closets to pantries to uh, wet bars and entertainment centers, but we also do all the garage cabinets, the flooring, um, the lifts and storage in the garages, those sort of things as well. And so uh, that's how that business has evolved a little bit over the years. And today we've got uh, uh, great franchisees all over North America providing those services. Now, what is the profile of those uh, franchisees? Are they kind of second act folks? Are they, um, you know, husband and wife? Like, what what does the franchisee profile look like? Are they similar in both of those cases? Yeah, they're very similar, uh, pretty much across all our brands, and and it's a very diverse group, which is. Uh, Fantastic. People come to us from all different kinds of walks of life. You don't have to have any past experience in in organization or installation, or you don't have to be a designer or a salesperson or anything along those lines. Um, what you have to have are basically uh, a drive to be in business for yourself and to, and to really chart your own future and and uh, the professionalism and and uh, experience to do that. And certainly. The, the focus on wanting to be an entrepreneurial, but not wanting to necessarily have to do everything yourself to, to be able to execute an, an existing proven model is really the, the most important thing that I found over the years. Um, and so those, those franchisees, a lot of them are what I call corporate refugees, people that have been in uh, corporate America for a long time and decided that uh, it wasn't for them anymore. They they wanted to take more control of their future, their schedule, uh, their lives. And so they've decided to transition to something that they could go out and do themselves. We have a lot of couples that do it together, um, but that's not certainly necessary for the business. Now, how has this pandemic impacted uh, your franchisee's business uh, with, the, you know, all the shelter at home? I'm sure they have a lot of free time at home, so they're available for those <laughs> consults. But are they open to having, you know, kind of strangers come in? That's a great question. And and it varies based on the state uh, and, and really the, the region that they're in. And also from customer to customer and franchisee to franchisee. Um, some of the customers are like, yeah, come on over, no big deal. 
Uh, whereas some of the franchisees are saying, listen, we're, we want to make sure that we're keeping our salespeople and our installers and everything as safe as possible. And so um, we'll, we'll, we'll either come back after the coast is clear, if you will. Um, but a lot of them have shifted to what we call these virtual consultations where we've been doing Zoom calls and FaceTime calls with customers to be able to look at their windows or their spaces and, and be able to provide um, quotes and, and actually a lot of our franchisees are, are absolutely amazed at the amount of business that they've been able to do without actually ever meeting a customer. Um, and, uh, and so as a result of that, we've been able to keep chugging along pretty nicely. In some cases, um, it certainly has slowed down, but we're already seeing uh, franchisees that are uh, coming back to the sort of the scale that we were at before we went into the pandemic uh, as people are opening up their homes. Because, yes, you're, you are exactly correct. People are wandering around their houses saying, for all of our brands, saying we need, you know, new closets, we need new garage, we need new window coverings, you know, we need to redo the patio as far as our concrete business goes. So there's a lot of opportunity that's come out of that. And I would imagine that at first they're like, hey, you know, I think I can do this myself. And then they start doing it for a minute and they're like, you know, I think I'd rather – have somebody else do this that knows what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's certainly a business where there is a certain uh, DIY component to it if you really want to go down that road. Um, but what's, what we found is that, uh, especially with window coverings, for example, they've become more complicated over the years. It used to be you had a few choices and you had a few colors to pick from and, and then you just went with it. And if you could put a screw in the wall, you could probably put it up yourself. Today, um, they're, they're much more expensive. There's a lot of focus on automation and motorization, um, which takes a, another high level of uh, expertise to be able to provide that. And people just don't want to do it themselves. They, they get into it and say, oh, this isn't turning out right, and it's kind of expensive, and I don't want to make a mistake with it. Uh, certainly we see a lot of that with uh, people that are trying to install their own closet systems or things like that. We end up going out and a lot of times tearing out what they put in to put in something that's that's uh, more professional and really more in line with what they're looking for. Now, you mentioned that um, because of the pandemic, you've kind of, I don't know if you've pivoted dramatically, but you've opened up more of these virtual consults, whereas previously they were probably in the home primarily. Is that something you think is going to, after the pandemic's over, is you think that's going to transfer and you're going to be able to kind of lean on that a little bit more as part of a way to do business? I do. Um, it's, it's interesting. We, we have a lot of discussions here about uh, how this has changed our outlook for our own business in this time. And I think it's been really healthy in a way if you're looking for a silver lining because we're finding ways to be quicker to the customer and provide more of what they're looking for. And in some cases, um, either it's we have some franchisees that have territories that are very remote. And in order to avoid, you know, a, an hour and a half drive out to see a customer, uh, they can start by doing something virtual, and if they need to go out there afterwards, they can. But I think you're going to see a lot more of, of that going forward as people have learned that, yes, this, this works, and we know how to do it, and, and we're going to continue to focus to provide more tools to help make it even more efficient than it has been in the past. And I think what we're going to see is that we're going to start offering kind of this multi-leveled um, opportunity for the customers where if they want a full in-home consultation, we can go out and do that. If they want nothing but uh, virtual, we can do that. And if they want something somewhere in the middle, uh, we can do that as well. I think we've, 
We've also found that it's opened up a, maybe a new market for us in a way with the millennials that really are very comfortable uh, doing business that way and, and appreciate the fact that we're willing to do it as well. Now, uh, we talked a little bit about the pandemic and that people are at home. There's also another ramification of it is that there's a lot of people that uh, are unemployed right now. Uh, has that been a positive to your business in terms of now these people are looking for uh, things to do that maybe they can control their own destiny a little bit more and not rely on someone else? Yeah, absolutely. We've actually been uh, incredibly busy on the franchise development side of, of the business um, because the, we, we're getting more leads than we have uh, in a long time, quite frankly, because people are looking for alternatives. They, they're they not sure if they're going to go back to work, and even if they are, they're not sure what that's going to look like or if they want to. Um, and so in a lot of ways, it's kind of the the little push that it took to get them to say, yeah, I've wanted to do this for a while, so now it's time for me to make this happen. Um, and so we've been working uh, with a lot of folks that are looking at getting into business for themselves, and it's been pretty exciting. Um, we've had to pivot to um, more of a virtual discovery day, which is sort of the, the event that we bring people together and get to learn more about our business uh, towards the end of the due diligence, um, where we've, we've done that usually in person in the past, and, and now we're doing it on Zoom calls. Uh, we had 27 people on a discovery day uh, this Monday and Tuesday. So it, people are shifting to that as well, which uh, having been in franchise development now for 28 years, I never thought I'd see the day, but here we are, and it's been a lot of fun. Now, um, moving forward for your organization and when you're dealing with a crisis of this kind that you probably hadn't had experience with, no one's had experience with, what was it like in the early days when you're like, okay, this is coming, like we're hearing rumblings, but now this is real, people are not allowed to leave, they, you know, there's all these, new, this new world order has taken place. What was that communication like with your team, with the franchisees? Like, how did you kind of uh, allay some of the fears and let people know, you know, what you could and couldn't be offering them to help them be successful during this tough time? Yeah, that's a great question. And I'll have to start by saying uh, we're really blessed in the fact that um, the JM Family Enterprises, which is our, our parent company that purchased us last July, uh, we're very thankful that they were in place uh, during this process because uh, they've been amazing at providing leadership and resources and communication, uh, not only to the associates here at HFC, but also uh, providing us with tools to, uh, to communicate with our franchisees in a way that, that gives them comfort and information and things that they need going forward. And so, um, you know, we had to move quickly and we had to move decisively and, and our first and foremost focus was the safety of our franchisees and their associates and and also the safety of our customers. And then from there it was um, to try to make sure that no one who wanted to be in business uh, couldn't survive uh, in terms of um, rolling back royalties and working on preferred deals with vendors and, and all kinds of things we did to help soften the financial impact to our franchisees as well. And then communicating that, um, I think we were sending out videos from our CEO on a, on a almost daily basis and, and providing information to them. We also 
um, brought in someone to basically steer and help the franchisees steer through the government uh, opportunities as far as the PPP and, and the other loans that were available out there because there was just a lot of confusion and they needed a lot of help with that. And so we provided resources in that way as well. So um, almost over communication, but the, the feedback that we've received from our franchisees is that, you know, they're very thankful that, that we went about it the way we did and, and it provided them a lot of comfort in a time of unrest. So what do you need right now? How can we help? What's that? I'm sorry? What do you guys need right now, and how can we help? Like, do you look, need more franchisees? you just need more kind of awareness about the brand in the different markets? What is the – what is what do you guys oh, need? Oh, yeah, we, we need – we need all of that all the time. Uh, certainly, you know, we, we want to grow our franchise systems. Uh, they're, they're in great position to add additional franchisees, and uh, we're always very excited about uh, doing that. And then certainly um, having more people that are aware of the brands. Uh, Budget Blinds has been around for a long time and is, is a pretty well-known brand, but certainly Tewa Living, Concrete Craft, and Atlantic Clean uh, have a lot of room to grow as well, and so we're excited about that. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much, JT, for sharing your story today. And it sounds like you guys uh, are doing a lot of things right, and, and the growth is amazing. So congratulations. Thank you. appreciate that. Thanks for the time. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio.